0: Welcome to Rising Femme, a podcast dedicated to helping you rise higher in all areas of your life and leadership. I'm your host, therapist and mindset business success coach, Monique Harding. Over the last seven years, I've mentored thousands of ambitious visionaries and purpose-led leaders looking to expand their income and their impact, embody their fullness and connect with their true north. I'll be bringing you some of my favorite thought leaders, cozy solo riffs that mess with your stuck thinking, and powerful story shares across all things business, relationships, money, and more. If you're a bold, big, dreaming woman ready to unlock your highest potential with confidence and unshakable self-belief, settle in. Let's get into today's episode. Hey there, hope that you're having the best start to your day, to your week, whenever you are listening to this ep. I've wanted to do an episode around my journaling practice for some time now. I've had a few little notes kind of sitting there because to be honest with you, it's actually probably one of the most common things across both my therapy work and my coaching work that I get asked about, you know, how do I improve my mindset, the power that the thoughts have over me? How do I shift that? Uh, But just with everything going on, launching the word of mouth accelerator, which has gone so, so well. And we're now getting into delivery mode, which has been really, really fun. Such a incredible way group of women in there. And then I also wanted to do a couple of client crush type style episodes where I introduce you to some of my business coaching clients and their incredible genius zones and expertise, which I know you've really been loving. So thank you for all of the awesome feedback there too. I really hope that this episode today inspires you to Think about what tools or what practices within a journaling ritual you may be able to start to flirt with. You know, this isn't prescriptive. This isn't me saying you should do this, this and this, and this this is the right way. This is more about starting to plant a seed, seeing if any of these things might feel like they're going to be supportive or useful for you in this stage, season of your life. I can hand on my heart say to you, though, in this moment, that the number one thing that has supported me in my mental well being, in my mindset, has been journaling every morning. And I commit to it every single morning. Ask my husband. This is like my time. It's so sacred. It's so precious. But I'm going to bust a few myths around what that needs to look like, too. You know, some of you who are listening to this um, may know me fairly well and know that I have two really young kids. I have one child that is in prep at school. So my mornings still consist of school lunches and coordinating daycare and packing bags and finalizing homework that I've forgotten to do throughout the week. Um, But I have found a way to integrate this journaling practice in my morning regardless of what chaos is going around me. Um, And I'll talk to that a little bit more later because I think it is really important that we bust that perfectionism myth of it needing to look a certain way in order for it to be helpful. That actually could not be further from the truth. So today I'm going to share with you five different ways that you could incorporate some journaling into your morning, your lunch, your morning tea, your afternoon tea, your dinner. It doesn't really matter so much. I just like to do it in the morning because it just really sets me up for my day. I'm up early anyway. Um, And I come back from the gym and love to sit on my balcony. Um, or sometimes my book sits next to the cooktop when I'm making my daughter's lunch and I'm writing it all out then. Um, so it can look whichever way uh, is most achievable for you. Each day looks really different from different for me. I use all of these different techniques. Um, at the moment, there's a particular one that I'm loving that I'll talk about. Um, but yeah, I guess that's just a really good reflection that you can mix things up. like this does not need to be something that you do exactly the same way every day. Nor should it really, right? Like we're cyclical human beings, so um, I think it's actually a really powerful practice for you to tune in to what you're needing on any particular day, ideally in any particular moment, and allow you know your your body, your nervous system, to lead the way in terms of of what's going to support it for you to be your optimal self on that particular day. So let's take some inspiration from some of these approaches that I use regularly. The first approach is called, well, I call it, these are not technical names, these are just Terms that I have come up with (laughs) that I just find make sense, right? You'll probably find that other people speak about this slightly differently, and maybe there are proper names that are are widely accepted. Um, However, I don't know them, so I won't be able to share those with you. Um, But this technique is what I refer to as future reality. Now, this is where I write as if all of my wildest dreams have come true. And I love this one so much because it is such a state shifter. It is such a mood shifter, right? It really gets you in the energy of receiving as if, right? Like almost that childlike. Awe and gratitude and dreaming and fantasy of you know all of those things having actualized in your life and you just being so beautifully grateful, so incredibly open and accepting and receiving of all of the abundance, of all of the dreams, of all of the impact of the service that you have wanted to achieve in your life. Now the key here is, and look, maybe it's not the key, but it just works for me, that um, I don't write about this broadly though. Like it's not as if I'm writing, um, you know, all of my wildest dreams have come true. This is incredible. I'm so grateful. Like, yeah, that that may work for you, um, that that broader kind of like chunking up idea of, of conceptualizing. Um, however, for me, I really prefer to kind of put like a date um, in here, you know, play in that uh, the realm of the quantum Uh, So it might be that I am writing as if it is, say, the 25th of December. So it's Christmas Day and how my life at the end of this year is different to the life that I am living now. There's no particular prompts here. I think the main thing is around really drawing out the emotion. I think it's Dr. Joe Dispenza that talks about, you know, emotion being the magnet. You know, we're drawn towards emotion. Um, but so many different psychological principles in this as well, in terms of, you know, what your focus on grows and you direct your mind to these things. Um, and then there's the whole quantum explanation of it, right, is of, you know, you creating your own reality of this reality actually existing. Um, But yeah, it's been incredible. And I can't tell you how many things through this technique have actually come to fruition through simply me focusing on it and being an energetic match for it. So that's your future reality way of journaling. Then the second way is what I call like a responding to um, journaling practice. Now, this is the one that I am practicing most frequently at the moment, mainly because I have this book that I am reading that I am freaking obsessed with. Um, I am a library girl, you guys. Um, So I borrow a lot of books from the library. Um, I typically have, you know, three or four kind of on the go at any one time. You know, I like to have like a light read. A really good fiction novel, and then kind of something a bit like either businessy, self help, optimization, that kind of thing. Um, and I have this book at the moment that is deep and juicy and reflective. And I just have like all of the inspiration and thoughts, like. Pour out of me from reading it. And it's kind of written in a similar way to Glennon Doyle's Untamed. Like that would actually be a really good book that you could use this technique for, too, in that it's really like short chapters. So it's short, it's kind of like all over the place in the best possible way. So there might be like two or three pages on a particular topic and then it skips to something else and then something else. And so that just really allows me to, you know, work with all of those thought provokes that come up in the moment and to journal from that place. Like, it's almost like I'm getting like a stimulus to respond to, um, which is kind of interesting because in my human design, I'm a generator um, and uh, my main strategy is responding to. So I'm only thinking this, speaking it out loud, to be honest, but um yeah, it probably makes a lot of sense as to why this actually just feels like so good for me. Like, you know, there's, I know this sounds like really woo woo, but you know, there's moments in your life where you're doing something or, um, yeah, you're like engaged in something in the moment and it just feels so aligned. Like there's nowhere else that you would rather be. Like it just feels so fulfilling, so authentic, so on mission, on path. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm conscious, so conscious I'm having a bit of a vulnerability moment because it does sound like I'm a little bit crazy. But, um, yeah, I get that sense with this particular book, this technique, this ritual that I've wrapped around the start of my day. So responding to, pick a book, pick an article, uh, pick an Instagram post, like a poem, whatever, and respond to that. Like notice what comes up, allow the words to flow. So there are our first two, future reality, responding to. Then we have a stream of consciousness. Now, I like to do this one timed, and this is a really good technique to use when you are in that state of frustration or resentment or you can't quite shift a bit of a funky mood. Um, really good one to time yourself for, say, you know, two or three minutes and do not let your pen leave the page. And this is where like journaling really comes into its own, right? Because I guess like the scientific backing, if you don't already know, um is that it fully engages the left side of your brain, which means that your right side of your brain is able to tune in more freely to your feelings, reasoning, creativity, problem solving, all the things. So it's almost like Both sides of your brains get to do what they're best at um, and they get to do it together. So it's almost that left brain, will it? It's not almost, it is that left brain, right brain connection. Um, And that works really well to shift you out of that funky state because we're almost like getting rid of logic by doing the writing component of the journaling um, and also being focused on the task of not allowing the pen to leave the page. But your subconscious steps forward in all its glory and allows you to tap into what really might be going on there. Um, as I said, two to three minutes, time yourself. Um, And from there, it can actually be a really nice sequence to then move into the fourth technique, which you've probably heard of, which is gratitude journaling. Um, I like to incorporate this in all of the other methods as well, because I just think it's a really nice way to finish. Um, I'm really big on endings. I think endings are so important. They're so important therapeutically. They're important with how you perform tasks in your own life. They're important in business. They are so freaking important in business. I, um, I recently had an experience with a service provider who I worked really intimately with for seven days. And then on the seventh day, it just stopped. Like I, I had to facilitate the ending, which was kind of weird, right? Like you would expect um, the person delivering the service to really be leading that. Um, just wasn't the case though, which kind of I'd had, a you know, quite a nice experience in the the six days prior. But on that seventh day, it was just a bit odd to kind of be like, okay, there's no acknowledgement here. There's no facilitated of like facilitation for, um, there's no space, sorry, for reflection. Um, Yeah, it just left me with like a bit of a weird, unfinished feeling. Um, So the ending process in your journaling is really, really important. And gratitude is a beautiful way to Finalize that to focus your thinking in not, I mean, I I was going to say a positive way, but yes, it's positive, but it's also just getting your mind to focus on what's already there. It's not as if you're, you know, making up what you're grateful for. It's more that you are choosing to focus on the things that you have rather than the things that you're still working towards or lacking in your life, which I think is a really healthy mindset to be in. And then the fifth technique that I use in my journaling practice is journal prompts. Now, I love using these when I am working or targeting a particular issue. If you are listening and you're a client of mine, it would be very unlikely that I have not given you some form of journal prompts along our journey of working together. I freaking love them. I think it's so helpful as well to create that spaciousness for clients to access their own best thinking, which Sometimes it's hard in sessions, again, be it therapy or in coaching. It's hard in sessions because of the pace, because of the, uh, the time that we put on ourselves to be efficient. Uh, whereas when we gift ourselves that, that spaciousness to explore, to adopt a beginner's mind, it is remarkable where our mind is able to take us. And that creativity has always been there, right? It's not like we're creating it in the moment. It's always been there. Your are thinking, um, your your thought process to enable it has been accessible. It's just the environment that you have been in has not allowed you to access it. So you can use prompts when perhaps you're wanting to let go of something, when you're wanting to process something, um so prompts like, you know, what I'm feeling right now is I can feel this in my body through, what I'm needing right now is what this reminds me of is a time that I have felt this way in the past has been other people I have seen demonstrate this are, you know, those kind of things that are almost like letter style prompts to just get your juices again, your subconscious to step forward and lead the show, like get into the emotion, get into the depth, um, which creates a release. Yes. But even more so just allows you to think more clearly, to access your creativity, to problem solve in a way that isn't reactive because you're so caught up in the, the emotion or the story that you have convinced yourself is absolute truth. So they're your five ways. Uh, Future reality, responding to, time stream of consciousness, gratitude lists, and journal prompts. You could try all of them together, which would be very long and (laughs) time-consuming and potentially not necessary, right? Uh, Or you could just pick one and give it a go and See how you can incorporate that into your day. Um, One thing I really wanted to speak to here, though, is don't get caught up in having it perfect. You know, journaling as a practice is about creating distance from your thoughts, you know, disconnecting, observing them. The process is even more powerful at times when you can embrace it as imperfect action. So, that example that I gave before of my journal, you know, sitting beside the cooktop, and I'm just kind of like writing things down, like, almost in this, what would probably look like a bit of a chaotic way is between me sprinkling cheese on my daughter's English muffin um, for her lunch, Uh, go back to the writing book, put the muffins in the oven, back to the writing book, grab some fruit from the fridge, that kind of vibe. Um, But that's the reality of my life, right? And I'm sure is the reality of many of your lives as well. So I think often, you know, these techniques, these tools, when we can incorporate them more realistically into our day-to-day, that's when they become the most powerful. You know, it makes it easier to access these ways of processing the distance from your thoughts, the ability to observe your thoughts During times of chaos. So that was the quick reframe I just wanted to offer you to remember because it's the biggest resistance I get, of course, around this particular technique. Same with, you know, any kind of like mindfulness activity or meditation, that it takes time. Where am I going to find the time? I'm so busy in the mornings, my evenings, I'm exhausted. Um, And on the exhaustion, I guess, resistance, I guess the thing that you know, you have to remember is you have to want this too, right? Like, what are you committed to in the process? You know, I am so aware that one of the reasons why journaling works so beautifully for me over other techniques such as, you know, meditation or mindfulness or yoga, et cetera. um, The reason why this technique lands and has been so sustainable for me is because it is, so incredibly aligned with my values and what I believe to be important and what I love and also just like my identity and my personality. Um, I am a insatiably curious individual Um it's curiosity would be one of my biggest values. Constantly learning, love hearing stories. No surprise that your girl ended up as a therapist and a coach, right? Um, but it's such a big part of my life. And so, You know, journaling has been a way that I can embody that curiosity in a way that supports me. It's my introspection. It's my going within. It's me like tapping into all of the untapped areas within my mind, within my body, and continually expanding and exploring. Whereas, you know, for someone who, let's say one of their primary values was relaxation or calm, maybe some kind of restful meditative practice might be more sustainable for them because it is better aligned in terms of values. So just a little add-on thing to keep in mind. Wasn't in the notes, thought I'd throw it in. <laughs> let's keep it real here, right? Um, but it, it did come up, I must admit, in a, a client session recently just about the importance of actually, you know, picking tools that are naturally aligned with you. Um, Really, you know, this is everything that I preach and breathe and teach and coach around with my business coaching clients is how can we make this more you? What is your unique edge? What is your uniqueness? What is your strengths? How do we amplify and magnify that? Because that's the differentiation, right? And you can apply that same principle to all areas of your life, whether you're a business owner or not, it does not matter. What is your strengths in motherhood? What is your strengths in the job that you do? What are your strengths in relationship? How can we lean into them more, amplify them more? It is a hell of a lot easier to amplify something that is already there than to create something from scratch. Now that feels like a beautifully profound note to leave you all on. I hope that you have loved this episode. Please share with me your journaling practice. If you're trying this, tag me on Instagram at mini carding underscore. I would absolutely love that. I would be so, so grateful. I love hearing your feedback. Otherwise it kind of just feels like I'm sitting here talking into the mic as a bit of a loser. Um, So please continue to reach out. Tell me if you're listening to the episodes, give them a share, like, and subscribe, do all the things, and I'll see you next Monday for another ep of Rising Femme. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that you have gained some new insight and ideas from today's episode. I would love nothing more than to hear from you. Tell me your greatest takeaway, how you're going to apply it, and why not share it in a review? It is honestly the biggest compliment that you can give to rate and review or share this with your people on Instagram. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, moniqueharding.co. You can get a free copy of my quiz to identify the one area that you're needing to work on now in order to increase your impact and income and level up in your life. Big love and I'll see you next week.